What up, bro? See Rose. Where are you today? Let me adjust my camera, man. You look it looks cool in there. Where where are we? I'm in my studio, but this is a alternate angle Altrev today. This is kind of like is this like the Mets alternate black jerseys? <laughs> There's nothing Mets about me, okay? I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no, I want you said you wanted to see all the rooms in my in my house. This is this is the studio alternate angle. Look who's behind me. Uh that's awesome. Jesse Crane, my guy. Jesse Crane. Yeah, I uh, bought that at a, his charity event. Picture of him. I said, oh, I want that picture of you, Jesse. Who has a picture of themselves at, at a charity event? Jesse. <laughs> now I got it. <laughs> what you funny. doing, man? What's that? What are you doing? Just trying to defrost, get another day of BattleBots after a day off of screaming about robot competition. But... I was very excited about yesterday. I'm going to share with you a little story coming up in, in just a little bit. But let's get going with baseball today. And uh, maybe some of you uh, East Coasters did not see what transpired on the West Coast last night. Angels and the Yankees, their third straight loss. Yes, Giancarlo hit another monster shot, which I think is probably traveling north on the five as we speak. <laughs> but so too did Shohei Otani hit a massive blast off of his former teammate, Andrew Heaney. And our teammate, Jerry Blevins, the former Major League reliever, now a key part of Shea Station with the John Boy Media family. He actually tweeted out last night after that blast, Shohei Otani is the best athlete on the planet. He is a combination of Mark Jackson and Ray Lewis. Are we going to go that far with Super Show? It's wild. I mean, look, it, it, it depends how you define the word athlete, I guess. Yeah. A lot of people have different definitions for that. What I will say is, yeah, Shohei's ball last night was an absolute moon job. Yeah. A moon balloon. Uh, breaking ball right off Heaney and just the way he coils, Chris, he is very strong. The way he coils all that strength, he just releases it, like, perfectly. And mm -hmm. it transfers right into the baseball. Uh, he And he's fast, too. Like, yeah, we're talking about – one of the greatest athletes on the planet right now, without a doubt. What I love about Shohei, too, is is every time you hear his name on the TV or see it on social media, it's someone who doesn't usually follow baseball that's now taking notice of mm -hmm. baseball. And it's like, I'm going to show up to, to watch Shohei. The same way that, you know, people will show up to watch, you know, LeBron James in, a, in, a, in an NBA game because that's LeBron James. Like, he's he's that for baseball right now. So it's always interesting, you know, over the years, I have one vivid memory when the All-Star Game was in Camden Yards in 1993. For whatever reason, Patrick Ewing was there. And I remember trying to watch him hit a baseball. And heck, even just a few weeks ago when Giannis signed on to be part of the Brewers, he was trying to hit a baseball. And I was like, what? Like, my swing's better than that. What's going on? Like, you're one of the greatest athletes in the world, and you can't swing. So it's just always interesting when you see certain athletes out of their element. I think if you were to take Shohei and have him kick a soccer ball, try and catch a pass in the NFL, try and dunk or shoot a three, I think he would be so fluid with every movement. And then you put that on top of what he is accomplishing, something that we've never seen in the 150-year history of this sport. I can, I looked at Jerry's comment, and the first time I was like, what's he? And then I went, I think he's on to something. 
I think he's out. And it's very rare where you could say that about a baseball player since the days of Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson. That's, that was my comparison. He's like a Bo Jackson. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's no word. We talk about this all the time, Chris. There's no word to describe what he's doing. Like We just, nope. we just don't know. I mean, we're going to look back at this in 10 years, and we're going to say this was the beginning of one of the greatest careers in baseball history. Yeah. And, and, and we always kind of go through kind of tiptoeing our way through the show, hey, how long is he going to pitch and be able to hit at this level? But I think that's a, that's a me problem as a baseball fan. I should just sit and enjoy it. As long as it lasts, I can't worry about what happens next year or three years down the line. Enjoy what we've got because it's so damn special. Yes. I will say this. Before you move on, mm-hmm. baseball players in general – are the most versatile athletes, like from going from sport to sport. You put a baseball player on a basketball court, he can shoot a little bit, he'll be able to handle, he can dribble, uh, golf swing, uh, tennis, uh, football. But like you said, a lot of those other guys, because baseball is such a skilled sport, like you have to spend time at that. Yes. It's a learned a, sport. Yeah. it's That's so why different. they look silly. It's so different. Yeah, because no, well, let's start with this. No other ball moves the way that a baseball does when you're trying to do damage against it, right? Like when LeBron James throws a cross-court pass to somebody, it's not 94 with sink. So that's what makes it so different. But I thought it was an interesting interesting way good, to look at it. Thank you, point. Jerry. Thank you, Jerry, for contributing <laughs> to baseball today. Thank you, Jerry. Good point in the chat. It said, put, put a baseball player on ice, then we'll see. And I agree with that. Hockey, oh, yeah. Hockey skates things different. No. You throw skates on something – and it's totally – I have so much respect for those guys. That's a crazy one. Hey, Bryce Harper went deep again against his old team. I think he's got seven bombs against the Nationals this year. Uh, he's got ten this month. Will you feel badly for Bryce Harper if the Phillies don't get a playoff berth? <sighs> no, not for this year. No. I'll feel bad – I'll forever feel bad for him for missing out on 2019. Because the same wow, really? I will. I because the same happy. thing happened to me. I left Minnesota in 2016. The huh, next year, huh, they went huh. to the freaking playoffs. Chris, I know it digs deep, bro. I, and Bryce Harper said he's happy for him. And guess what? I was happy too. But that shit eats at you, man. So uh, I feel bad for him there uh, in that regard. But as far as 2021, I mean, they're still in it, they're and they in. have a good chance if they don't make it. They're they're. I like the way the roster is constructed. This team is going to be in the hunt for the next three, four years. Are they really? Because they're. I think so. Their I think so. Is, is one of the older ones in baseball. They're going to have to turn a little bit of that over. I think they have. They have a lot of guys locked up. They need some young talent in there too. They do. I, I think it's going to be a good thing the next two, three, four years in Philly. Here's here's why I feel a little bit bad. Will will feel a little bit bad for them if they don't make the playoffs. Because we tend to judge guys when they move from team to team for big free agent deals strictly on the success of their ball club, right? So you, if, if the Phillies don't win at all, then everybody's going to say, well, the Bryce Harper experiment was a total failure. Tell me how he's failed this team this year. Just, just tell me. He hasn't. I don't think people are going to say that, Chris. No, I do. I think that big picture they do. And it's an unfair situation to put to put guys in. When they uh, see, this is different than Albert Pujols going to Anaheim, way different in my opinion. I really felt like Albert. I got to be careful here, but I think that Albert kind of dragged that team down a little bit. 
that that was such a financial albatross, no pun intended here, or albatross, if you will, that um, that then they they kept throwing money at the situation, but not the right type of money. And I just don't want to see Philadelphia go down the same road here. But with Harper, they're getting the best years of his career. They're still getting the best years yeah. of his career. And they got 10 more years, Chris. 10 more years there. Now, they're not going to get the best years of his career at the end. Of Where this. are we going to be in 10 years? We better just be doing this damn same thing. Just a little bit older, a little bit grayer. Well, I can't get much grayer sides here. I'm trying to hide that shit. All right. I don't feel bad for Bryce. Okay, I don't. Uh, well, I, I, 330 M's, Chris. I know. 330 M's, okay? Stop. Don't do the whole money thing. That's not fair. I don't like that. I don't like that part of the equation. What? Do you think that – you think money strictly makes you happy? This is a No, hell no. Discussion. No, it doesn't. Okay. All but one of the division races sucks this year. Shame on you guys. Let's go pick it up a little bit. Um, but the wild card races are pretty good. Which one are you more interested in, the National League or the American League? The American League, just because there's nothing set there. You know, the Dodgers or the Giants are going to be one of the teams at the top. They're going to be oh, hosting. Wait a second. Did you say the National League or the American I think you said the American League. You yeah, the that? American League, because there's nothing set. I'm saying in the National League, the Dodgers and the Giants are going to be the top wild card. Got and it. then there's the second wild card that's at play. The Yankees have the first wild card right now, and they're – uh, two games above Boston, I think four games above Oakland, so nothing's set. Like, there's, right. a, there's a world where the Yankees missed the playoffs. I know we're high on the Yankees because they just went on that run, um, but we could have uh, a bunch of different teams um, in the American League wild card. I hope it's the Yankees-Boston. I think that'd be awesome, but Would be. it's more interesting to me just because that race is nowhere close to being finished. Well, also because of the power teams involved in it, right? Yeah. You've got two of the biggest brands, including the biggest one in the sport. Um so, yeah, that does make it interesting. But I think that, God, it was amazing because for the first three months of the season, we were like, okay, whoever wins the West is going to be the one, and then the next two teams are going to be playing it out for the wild mm -hmm. card. And, I mean, the freaking Padres slipped on a banana peel for the last six <laughs> weeks and couldn't get out of their own way. And then all of a sudden the Reds passed them, and the Reds have hit a little bit of a dip over the last four or five days. And all of a sudden the Cardinals are back in this thing. And then we put the Phillies to sleep, and they're in this thing. Too. No, they're, no one put the Phillies to sleep. We were close to putting the Phillies to sleep. I, I did not. <clears throat> we were close. Okay. We were close. Uh, if you're just joining us in the chat, somebody said, who is that player behind Trevor's head? Once again, that is Jesse Crane. Jesse Crane. Former Twins and White Sox reliever. Didn't he sign a good deal with the White Sox after leaving the Twins? Yeah, he, he made some good money. Jesse's doing okay. <clears throat> Speaking of money, here we go. Fourth question. Robbie Ray, another outstanding performance last night. Really, really good. He now has the most strikeouts in baseball history through his first 1,000 innings pitch, which is shocking that it ended up being Robbie Ray on the top of that list. He is a free agent at the end of the year. Over under $100 million for Robbie Ray. It's a good question. It's a good number. It's a good Vegas number, Chris. I think it's going to be right around there. Um, there's a couple different comps. You can go the, the Mad Bum comp, which I think was 85. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryu for 80. Uh, Keiko was a little bit – it was only three years. I yeah, think it was 55. Right. So that was on the low end. I bet they'll start negotiating, and they'll use Mad Bum's contract as a comp. 
I think that's a right. That's right around where I think he'll get. Maybe like an eighty-five. Maybe not. Maybe he'll touch ninety. And I'll tell you what. I love career resurgences. I hope he gets over a hundred million dollars. Uh-huh. The guy's been great. We talked about his strikeouts per nine. Chris Sale leads the world in that, and Robbie Ray's better. He just doesn't have as many innings or something to show up on the baseball reference page as leading it. So uh, the game is about missing bats right now. And right. Robbie Ray can do that. He's honed in the walks. I expect him to cash in big time. Whether it's 85 or 100, I don't think he really cares. I think he's pretty happy with the way things are going to work out uh, in this offseason. Uh, and he's good. Like, that's the best part about it. Like, he's good. He turns 30, I believe, in October. So there's that magic number. Um, here's the deal. You, you kind of had a throwaway line in there, which I think is the most important aspect of Robbie Ray when you're evaluating him that he's cut down on the walks. Part of the reason he just got to a 1,000 innings was because he was a five-inning pitcher. He was yeah. always really good. But at the end of the day, there'd be like four walks a game. And you'd be like, bro, what are you doing? Now he's cut those down. He can give the Blue Jays seven innings. Yeah. If I'm evaluating him, I know he can miss bats with the best of them. So I've got that. that I checked that box. Can he take me into the seventh inning so I don't have to strain my bullpen you know, by the beginning of July, they're already worn out. We've seen way too many good teams go through with that. And if I'm going to pay a guy nine figures, I want him to log innings. It is a big thing for me as a talent evaluator, which I'm not. Well, I mean, his game logs recently have been fire, Chris. Awesome. And I six innings, that. six innings, six innings, seven innings, eight innings, seven innings, seven innings. That's what sign you need out of a starter. See, sign me up. To me, it's a no-brainer hundred million dollar deal then. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, but you know teams are cheap, bro. You open that up. Some are. Some are. But if who knows if in the negotiating yeah. window we get that floor, then – Blue know. Jays. Blue Jays. Yeah, Go I mean, get him. Right. He's your guy right now. Yeah, he's right there. Get it before he goes to free agency. 100%. I'm sure they're already talking. Probably. All right, last one here. Mookie Betts bobblehead night. Excuse me. My God, my throat in this dry air is killing me. Mookie Betts bobblehead night. Huge night for him. He catches the first pitch from his mom, Diana. Then he hits a moonshot. How did you play when family was uh, watching the game? I got to be honest. I think they were there so much that I don't really have, like, a special time where they showed up and I killed it or I was so bad or something like that. I do think on my birthday, I performed pretty well. Most of the time they were in town for that. I think I have like three homers on my birthday. Really? Maybe uh, that and Jackie Robinson day. Those are my days, Chris. God almighty. You know what? There's hold on there. I, I want to look up your uh, home run log real quick. Tell somebody a good story about something while I'm looking this up. Okay, well, let's see a good story. Um, how about let's start with this. His mom, Diana, Mookie's mom, I loved her. I loved the first pitch where she stared him down, where she <laughs> did the whole sign in there. I mean, she she did a first pitch the way you should do a first pitch. So can I just give her some credit? Yeah, of course. And, and then Mookie obviously is just a stud. Mom's there, throws out the first pitch, bobblehead night. Of course he's going yard. Hey, what's, That's what what's a superstar does. I, I forget. I know it was earlier this year. What's your birthday? June fifteenth. All right, six fifteen. Up oh, there's one against Giovanni. Got two against Giovanni Gallardo in the same game, bro. Yeah. Okay. 
that Anibal Sanchez. Mm. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? Yeah. Uh, you just that's missed, it. Jared Weaver was two days before a birthday, and that's it. You got Sorry about it, Weave. Yeah, I think I performed well. Maybe not all the homers, but three homers is pretty good. Okay. For me, by the way, because we're circling back to how'd you do in front of your parents, it really has nothing to do about baseball because I shut it down after eighth grade, in which I hit 314 my last year in organized ball. But we had a big time speaking contest at my high school, a university school in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I went to a snooty all boys school. Uh, you know, you went to an all boys school, but it wasn't as snooty as mine. Mm-mm. And so, junior year, we had a thing called the Sherman Prize Speaking Contest. My parents were gone, they were on a trip. And I made the finals. There were only six kids that made the finals. <clears throat> I did my speech on being a sportsaholic. And sports speeches never won at this school because they wanted you to talk about something intelligent. Well, I was mm-hmm. a moron. So it was the only thing I knew about, admitting to everybody that I was a sportsaholic. And I won the contest. And my parents weren't there. Oh. And it hurt my heart. Of course I, you'd win a contest about talking. You're the best talker around. No. Average trip over my words can't formulate thoughts your your ability to talk lend you your beautiful wife michelle think about that chris yeah i mean it's that because i don't know what it ain't this no no back in the day it was just average now it's below average all right what do you have coming up first of all somebody in the chat wanted to know about your hat where'd you get that sweet dodge um search search carlamar um on ig or twitter c-a-r-l-a-m-a-r he's great nice nice yeah and today I'm wearing my Burlington Sock Puppets hat. And you guys have seen that before. You can go to the John Boy Media or my own uh, Chris Rose Twitter feed. I've got a picture of it somewhere up there from years past or months past. What do you have coming up on uh, John Boy? Let me see. Uh, one sec. I have an awesome sequence episode mm. uh, that's coming out today. We talked about Liam Hendricks and uh, tipping pitches. And, oh, boy, I found a lot of stuff. I like that. Yeah, so we, we, we ran through it, found some good stuff. Uh, I think you definitely should check that out. I, I always like doing that. I go in, analyzing the picture, uh, especially when I find stuff. So I got that coming out. Then we're going to record um, Talking Baseball today for release tomorrow. What do you got? Great. By the way, with, uh, with the sequence, I told you my oldest son, Josh, loves those. He really he learns a ton, so keep, keep rolling those out. Thank you. Those are good. Um, so for me, Andrew Chafin of the A's, that episode dropped yesterday, got some good response on it. It's very funny. And I told you the interesting thing was he did the show from Chris Bassett's house. That's where yes. he's living. He and Bassett share an agent. Well, Bassett ended up following me on Twitter yesterday after we put a little clip out about Chafin talking about staying in Bassett. So I exchanged texts with him. Uh, it seems like he's doing great. Uh, he's in a good place right now. I was happy about it. He had a good sense of humor about everything. He said he's keeping his eye on Chafin, by the way. His, I saw he was in his kitchen. Yeah, that's where he was. It seems like Chafin spends a lot of time there, right? That's like his spot. Well, that's his, he's got his beer drawer of ice. I saw his beer drawer. <laughs> it was very funny. I have a beer drawer. So yesterday, I was uh, I had off from BattleBots, and I was prepping for two interviews I was going to do on my next day off on Wednesday. I get a call from the Reds' outstanding communications director, Rob Butcher. He's like, Joey Votto wants to go today. Can you go? And I was like, yes. Well, Joey Votto wants to go today. Who are we to say no? That's right. 
So we recorded the Votto episode yesterday. 45 minutes on a game day he gave us. 45 minutes. And we zigged, we zagged. Conversation went all over the place just the way you would expect to go with Joey Votto. And I loved every minute of it. And it's coming out Thursday. So That's prep awesome. yourselves. He's like one of the most interesting people in sports right now. Far and away. That's a I mean, nice, nice get, Chris. Dude, his discussion, he had me – because Joey, I've interviewed him probably ten times in my career, and I still can't tell when he's serious and when he's fucking with me. And yesterday he got me a couple of times. He was like, yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was like, just kidding. And I was like, man, <laughs> So it's really, really good. It's fun. fun Love that. All right. Um, listen, dude, have a great day. We're back at it again tomorrow. Same time? Yeah, possibly. I got to, I got to, I apologize. We're moving it, you know, one day we're 11 a.m. Eastern, one day we're 1130. I apologize to everybody's schedule's a little crazy around here with BattleBots. But thank you for, for joining us. That's all that matters. That's all that matters is you're Anytime you need me, man, I'm here. Yeah, I appreciate that. And just send that Jesse Crane print over to the house when you can. You like it? Nice. Solid. All right, bro. Have a great day. See you, Rose.